only 421, guys. Oh, almost 420, if you're into that thing. Um, not me. Colorado or Denver. Or <laughs> um, so we're back, guys. And we have Katie Toe. And gosh, I, you, I love Katie so much, guys. I love her so much that I invited her to speak at our first retreat. And she was so good. And she's been amazing as a mentor in our mastermind group. The best. Like, we're learning so much about you and uh, about your practice. And you only work 19 hours a week. Right? Right, Katie? Yeah, 17 and a half. Oh, my God. <laughs> you work 17 and a half hours a week. Yeah. Can, can you just wrap your heads around that? 17 and a half hours a week. And we don't have to tell everybody how much you produce, but you, you still pay your team for a full work week, correct? That's correct. Yes. yes. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So you guys are in for a treat. Um, Katie's a bad mom, mama jamma. Is that how you say it? Mama jamma. Mama jamma. She's going to be speaking in Sonoma on this particular topic. And um, you guys, we're going we're gonna to pick Katie's brain about how she has elevated and differentiated her brand so that people seek her out. And she's like fee for service. She only works on the people she wants to work on. No crazies allowed. Right, Katie? No crazies. <laughs> yeah, no crazy so take good notes and if you want to see katie live in action certainly come to the retreat and if you just want to um be a part of the mastermind we actually i we went live like a few a few minutes ago and we basically said you know we are going to host an in-person session the day before the actual retreat and for the next five new docs who who sign up we're going to extend that invitation. Um, obviously, there's a space limit in our new office, but there is nothing that can replace being in a closed mastermind. It Right, Katie? That's right. Yeah. I have to say, this mastermind, even though I already have a successful practice, I learned so much from people in the mastermind, the, the structure of the mastermind, and then the people in the mastermind. My goodness, it's like... So amazing how you can get this group together and people in there just love to share and so so honest and vulnerable with each other. Yeah. And that's exactly what this journey about. You feel so lonely yeah. and you go to this mastermind, you're like, oh, I have that. Oh, yeah, let's, let's celebrate this. We will really, really cheer for you. Oh, it's so it's so true. And you've been such a such a key player in it. She joined at like 2 a.m. When you were in Spain yeah. at the DSD. Um, oh my gosh, KOL event, right? You were there for yeah. DSD. Yeah. So you're just, I mean, you're a master. Wait, what, what is it? Your, your office is a DSD certified clinic. clinic. Yes. Can you talk us through what that actually entails, Katie? Yes. Yeah, so um, DSD very similar to our philosophy, decide to work with who understand the philosophy and commit it to the protocol, right? So we not only the DSD master, which is we're doing everything, digital workflow, everything at DSD planning center, but it's a clinic 
we're also a digital clinic, and we provide the patient the DSD experience, which when you come in the first visit, is painless, it's fun, it's scan and photos. And then the second visit, you get to test dry your smile. And, and from there, patient was like, oh, I didn't think I'm going to get braces or, or Invisalign, but I'm here and I see the end. So now I want to start this journey. So DSD clinic, we implement everything DSD. We work exclusive with DSD lab on our cases. And I can tell you this not only bring me the patient, but set out and differentiate us from the rest of the dentist in, in Houston area. I mean, I got people from, you know, already get a, a first or second visit with prosthodontist or get an appointment with a very big name in Texas that do like full mouths and have their ad on magazine or on the airline. You know, but they come in and like, nobody ever show me what I could look like the end. And you show me and I love it and I want to start. So yesterday we closed a $91,000 case, a DSC one. And my, my children coordinator was like, yeah, she, she said she knows she's going to get it. doesn't matter. So she's had to, you know, get her money out and, and pay. And so really DSD get the clinical out of the, the picture for the patient and really get connect them on the emotional dentistry. Yeah. They see it. They want to keep it. Um, you remember the show, um, say yes to the dress. Yes. Yes. So 10 years ago I went to New York and you know, not for the show, but I really went to five out and really try on the dress. And even though I was like, no, I'm not going to buy anything. I'm not going to buy anything. This dress is expensive and it's an experience. But when you put the dress on, you're like, don't take it off. I want to keep this dress, right? And yep. that's the same thing. When you put that on and you tell them every time, you're like, you can go home with this. Every single person, when I put the test drive on, they're like, can I keep this? Can I go home with it? So they, they can see it now, right? You can show them like 100 cases that you've done on other people. But when it's on them, it's on, like they see themselves in it. They can feel it. They can selfie it. They can FaceTime and Snapchat it. Yeah, it's become reality, and now they won that. Yes, and so yeah, uh, pretty cool. It's so true. I mean, emotional dentistry is where it's at. Emotional dentistry, wellness dentistry. I mean, they're all like people. I mean, we talk about this all the mm-hmm. time. Like we seek out people who we think are specialists. We will pay the um, whatever fee to see our hair girl. Or yes. nail tech, or <laughs> and we reserve. We like we pre-book mm-hmm. those yeah. appointments, and if we miss them, they keep the money, and you don't get booked for weeks. So no, it's um. Let's let's walk through like how did you get started in wellness dentistry, and what exactly is wellness dentistry? Yes, I get that questions all the time, and I'm so happy that you asked because I rather you ask the question so I can give you my story and my version versus like, oh yeah, it's like holistic or biologicals or systemic is functional. Well, to the public who coming through, say medical referral, or because they hear a podcast or because they read that article, right? They make the connection to the patient. We can be all of the above. We can be wellness dentists, we can be holistic dentists, we can be biological dentists. So the public is mean that we are connecting the mouth and the body. That means you don't just look at the cavity and say, oh, yeah, you have cavity, let's treat that. You actually ask the question, are you dehydrated? You drinking enough water? What do you eat? Give me a three days of your food journal. 
right? Who all the medical provider you work with, oh no, I don't have to work with anybody. You are the first medical provider I've seen for five years. Well, dentists cannot fix it all and we will not. We stick to our, our license, right? And our specialty. So wellness dentists and wellness dentistry are basically make sure that the person have a healthy life, healthy body, healthy mouth, but also have a confident smile. Because I've seen a lot of healthy people, they say they're healthy, but they don't smile on the pictures. Mm-hmm. They don't like the way they look. But then the, the thing is they associate with cosmetic dentistry being like unhealthy. Like, of course, you know, people can associate that with extreme makeover and things like that. But wellness dentistry, you want to make sure people can achieve both and having that harmony between the confidence and the healthiness. So we actually getting patients scanning for brain scan, ENT evaluation, airway evaluation, gut health, hormone health. But we don't do that alone. We do that with a team, with a dental wellness team. And that team is actually your evergreen referral. Like actually, I was on a Zoom call, monthly Zoom call with my functional MD, who also my number one referral. Nice. And he not only teaching us, people asking me like, Kitty, where do you learn all this medical stuff? And I said, from my referral. Right. The same you learn a lot of um, procedure from your periodontist or surgeon. Right. We don't do those procedures in our, our practice, but they do them every day. So if you want to know about any procedure that they do, you just ask them to tell you. Same with medical um, professional. They don't know much about teeth. So I teach them about teeth and about gum and about saliva testing, about anything I see in the mouth that make connection with the body. And they teach me how they treat that in the body and we make connection together. So um, walnut dentistry also makes sure that you have that evergreen referral because you cannot treat the patient alone and you should never do that. And these people have tons of patients refer to you. And by the way, Ashley, if your medical doctor say, Ashley, you need to see, go, uh, go to see Dr. Katie for your um, dental checkup. You're gonna go because you think I'm the only one qualified to treat you because your medical doctor say so, right? So I can tell you that we don't spend a single dollar on Google ad, Facebook ad, no ad, no marketing at all, because we have a, a team that referring to us constantly. And that person could be a chiropractor, a naturopath, a myofunctional therapist, an ENT, ENT also our top referral, a fu- um, functional systemic um, doctor, integrative doctor, any kind of medical professional that understand, oh my God, dentists have to be a big part of the team. That's going to be your number one referral. If you under, you get them on board, get them understand the connection with the teeth and the patient coming from that side, first of all, use the fee for service because medical, those are cash patients. Second, they do anything because they know that is the end result is their whole body health. Mm. The cavity is not just a cavity. It could be a, you know, gut biome, you know, dysbiosis. Gut dysbiosis is imbalanced. They're missing mineral. They're not having a good support system. It could be a stress issue. It could be a sleep issue, right? A cavity, not simple a cavity. So I really enjoy doing because every day I see patients come in and tell me, hey, remember you refer me to Dr. Kaplan for ENT? I lost 35 pounds after the surgery without doing it. Those are actually my currency. I love hearing that from patients because you go to work and you feel appreciated. Mm-hmm. And your team won't, won't go anywhere. They can work in a practice that don't do the same thing you do, right? Because now they're like, 
I can unseen what I already seen. So you have a very stable team and a very high quality team because they understand that connection. Yes. And of course the money follow. Yeah. Okay, so let's let's talk tactical. How do if I want to get started doing this? Like obviously we do um we do photography, I love cosmetics, we do Invisalign and like where is my next step towards that direction? Yeah, I love that question too because people always want it but they don't know how to start yeah. and then when they figure it out on their own it takes a long time. But when you have some some guidance like a guy on your hero journey, you get there faster. Um oh, Donald I'm, Miller. Yes, yeah, the brand story. Yes. I love that book. I read it so many yeah. times and every time I'm like, oh my God, it's so good. Yeah. And what I already spent years and so much money on CE and so much money on figuring things out and testing out. I pretty much have a a system and protocol and recipe for how you start on this without wasting a lot of energy, without burning your team out because your team said, I have so much already. Now you're adding more things on it. And the most important thing I see a lot of CE, Ashley, people spend the money on CE and then they go back to the practice like, I don't have that patient. How do right. I implement this thing? Right. Here's the good news. The patient's already there in your practice. You just have not, that, have not had that conversation with them. And the funny thing is a lot of these patients already know about all this wellness dentistry or wellness trend because they are surrounded on Instagram with this wellness biohacking, right? All this podcast, all this information. It's just the dentist kind of like, the dentist kind of like stick the hand, head in the sand and just like, oh, I'm just doing, you know, bread and butter dentistry. I mean, I have a hard time people say yes to this and that. But the patient's already aware of it, especially after COVID, right? So patient in your existing practice already know and aware. You just don't have don't have a tool and conversation with them. Second is you really don't positioning yourself in your community as the guy of the dental health, right? You are like trying to fighting, you know, promotion to get that new patient in, but the patient that looking for you had to travel four or five hours to come see me or flying out of state to go see a dentist in Oregon or to Houston because there's no one else around them doing what, I'm, what we're doing. So in order for you to start, you want to make sure that you having at the same time learning a clinical step, having a strategy in place to have patience so you can see your return on investment right away and you can get your team buy-in faster. Because if you have conversation with the patient and they said, hey, yes, I heard about ozone. Yes, I know mercury is a toxic and I wanna remove it safely. And you've done it, you trained to do it and you've done it, then your team now seeing it and the patient will talk about you, right? You have so much more information to share. So the best way to start is getting some guidance, some mentor, take the master class in wellness dentistry. We actually form that class because of people asking the same question you just asked me. How do I get started? Because you will get lost in the wellness world. Mm. You get lost in airway world. You get lost in myofunctional therapy world and you get lost in orthodontic world. You're like, okay, which one's first? Like chicken or egg, like how do I do this? Well, the good thing about a dentist is you can get a team, but first always is co-diagnosis with the patient. That's why we're spending hours on a new patient exam, but not your time, Ashley. Your time is valuable, right? Because I only work like less than 20 hours a week. I cannot spend two hours with a patient. 
My team, though, can spend an hour and a half with the patient. I can spend 20 minutes with the patient, and we close every single case because they never have an experience like that. And by the way, we charge for our exam. There's no cleaning on the exam. Any extra, like, sleep test or cone beam CT or saliva test, an extra fee, and we always have patients say yes to that. So our new patient exam is about end up when they say yes to those testing, or we call data collection, is around like $1,200 a new patient without cleaning. And it's all out of pocket. Amazing. You're a freaking bitch. That's goals. They pay you, Ashley, and they're thankful that you, you're there. Oh, they shit. They you. <laughs> it's not that they... Um, they do, they pay it and then they're like, oh my god, is my insurance covered? They know it's not. They know yes, they sought you out. Mm-hmm. You are the specialist. Yeah. This is this is why Katie is in um, my inner circle, guys. And <laughs> <laughs> in your inner circle too. You have to come to Sonoma because I mean everything like your treatment, um, your your treatment plan presentation, your um, just your leadership, like what you expect from your team. Okay, let's talk about that because so many people are struggling to find good people, right? Mm -hmm. They are, um, they'll have interviews and then the people don't show or they'll show for a few days and decide they'd rather collect unemployment than really work again. Um, How, like what is the secret sauce to getting buy-in from your your team. Yeah. The cool thing, Ashley, everyone out for themselves. <laughs> Once you get that out of your head and just out there and you won't be disappointed yeah. because in the end of the, at the end of the day, you do this for you. Like you know, someone say told me, asked me today, hey, you do this for your kid. I'm like, yeah, but I do this for myself. Yeah. I do this so I can contribute to the society. I can feel the importance of my existence, right? Fulfill my purpose provide for my family, but at the same time, I'm happy doing this. Mm-hmm. If I'm miserable doing this, like I'm not doing anyone a favor. Right. Like the patient can tell if you're passionate about something. The patient can tell if you're happy to be here or not. The patient also can tell if your team happy to be here or not. <laughs> right? Yeah. So first and foremost, I know everyone out for themselves, including us, right? We want to make sure that we are taken care of, make sure that we're happy doing what we're doing every day. So when you're looking for a team member, you always want to see what they after. Like, what are they struggling with? Like, if I, I interview a, a, a new team members, I want to know what is their vision for themselves. Like, hey, if everyone, everything off the table, what would you be doing? I have one um, team member said, oh, you know what? I want to be doing the eyelashes thing. But because I know I can get a job in dentistry very quickly, get paid really well. I mean, you're going to be honest with them. That team member won't be a long term for you because their, their dream is not in the dental field. Right. So when you hire somebody like that, if you need somebody, yes, you work with them, but you know, first of all, they won't be, they won't be long term. Right. Mm-hmm. Second, it doesn't mean they cannot work for you for the first couple of years before they start on their dream. But you still encourage them to chase their dream. You don't discount a dream. However, you know, you're going to have to continue hiring people to get to make sure you get the right person on your team. So. I saw it's so crazy, but every year we let go of the top, the bottom person, the mm-hmm. bottom ten percent. So I have ten members on my team. Every year we decide who's the weakest link and let that person go. Stop. Yes. 
Because so you're a survivor in your office. You, I cannot, love <laughs> you cannot grow with the yeah. team. You, you are strong in your weakest link, right? You are strong in your weakest link. Yeah. Unless that person grows tremendously compared to the last year, but if they stay the same, you will stay the same at that part that they're responsible for. Mm -hmm. So all the big company, they have performance, but that performance is really, they know. If you go to the performance, our performance is not just about performance. Our performance is about, are you happy here? Because you're not happy here, you'll be happier somewhere else. Mm -hmm. I'd rather do that for them as a favor than they come to me with a two-week notice. For me, if someone comes to me with a two-week notice, I fell as a leader. Mm. I felt to recognize their need. I felt to recognize that they misplaced in my practice. I mm. felt to recognize that I didn't train them or didn't mentor them. But everyone, just eight billion people, they people come to your practice. There's either a lesson or a win, right? You can win a really amazing team member, or you say, "Oh my God, that's not the right fit." We learned this. Okay, go ahead. So we have an ad out all the time. And the time that you get the best team member is when the time that you don't really need any team members. It's hmm. true. You're like, oh, we're full. No, you're not. You always have room for the superstar. You just yeah. haven't let go of the one that's not superstar. Do you, do these employees know this when they're oh, coming yeah. on board? Like, this is, this is not a, a secret. Not, they know no. that the, the bottom tier is getting let go. I told them that every relationship, the, you know, uh, ultimate, I mean, the, the re love relationships or work relationship is a two-way street, right? Yeah. They, they give your best, you give them their best, uh, your best also to them. And so I told them, I always provide you, first of all, I guarantee you the hours so you can pay your bill, you can plan your things. The work environment is amazing because you have time to follow up, you have time to catch up, you have time to learn. We actually have them learn and we having a schedule. We call the skill assessment task list. When you come in, these are the skills we require as a dental assistant. How many of these that you you pass? And it's not, I'm not taking their word for it. Our team actually, if they say, hey, we know how to scan Invisalign, I tell okay, let's go and have you scan start to finish one of the team members and time how long that scan is and how good that scan oh, is. Hey, and if they've done that, we check off their list and say, okay, you passed this test. Okay, how about, you know, setting up a T-scan? Oh, no, I don't know what T-scan is. Okay, we train you. And then you're gonna perform for us and know it, tell us how you set up a T-scan. So everything that they say that, oh, this is what a task of a dental assistant, they need to pass that test. And it's not you that do it, it's another team member grading them and report it back to you, right? So you provide the training, but if they don't get it and they're consistently failing, you know they're not a right team member. Why do you keep them on there for so yeah. long and later on upset and become resentment and say, oh my God, I was so nice to you. And then now you're doing this to the patients in the team. You already see that coming a long time ago. Yeah. So when we first implement this, they were like, no, I thought we have a full team. Why do you keep hiring? And they see the ad, right? They go on the post or they go on Indeed and they see the ad. And I said, no, we, we always grow. Our team always grow to the next level. And so I want to make sure we all attract the right team members. And the funny thing, the, the team member we let, let go last year went down, get a job as an office manager, another practice. And she's thrived there because she's perfect for that practice. But in our practice, she could not grow anymore. <sighs> she's, she's just stuck. So I let her go and she's like, thank you so much for letting me go because I actually found the place that I can be 
you know, showing my skill and she actually get a pay raise. So it's a win-win for you and her. Um, who, does, who does all the hiring and firing in your office? So the early beginning, I do that. And then we have a system, the questions. And then Dawn, who is my right-hand person now doing all that. We also trained Dawn to do um, performance review. Yes. Obviously not in the office that much. So Dawn do review per quarter, but not performance review. We talk about emotional review, right? Emotional intelligence will review. So one is performance review. The other one is emotional intelligence. Are you happy here? What you can do better? And before the review, we give them a, a checklist or a question to grade themselves. And usually people actually very on point about how they perform and how they feel. Is just that at beginning, the very first one, they kind of grade themselves really high because they're afraid that, you know, you, you ding them and you let them go. But when they know that you're there to help them, they're actually very honest with the with the with the score. We usually come really close and like, yeah, okay, we see that. What what do you what do you need help with? Um, I need help with treatment planning presentation. Okay, let's do it hands-on and role playing. Let's schedule that. So we give them all the support. They have an amazing work environment. We actually also help them to get healthier. We get people, you know, the E2M program with everyone, the membership. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lifetime. I think I told them, I'm not going to pay for your pills, your prescriptions, which is your medical insurance, but I'm going to pay for your uh, wellness journey. And so smile, healthy snack in the practice, water, water, water. We get them to connect with our referrals so they can get all their medical scanning. All the medical provider that we refer to, we all the patient at that practice. Chiropractor, mm. functional, myofunctional, you know, naturopath, um, acupuncturist, because that's the strongest referral you can give to somebody, become their, their patient. And when patient asks me, like, who do you see for this? I'm like, oh, I'm their patient. So of course they want to be the other person. Mm -hmm. So the team get the same treatment. Uh, we actually just got, just scheduled the team brain scan because like, I realized my team didn't ha have a brain scan. And I'm like, okay, guys, let's see what the brain scan is saying. Are we having airway issues? Are we having trauma? Like, what's going on in there? So, oh, my gosh. They got quite a lot of <laughs> They got quite a lot of benefit and all of that geared to world wellness. Like, cool. you want to you wanna walk the talk, right? You cannot go into the, the wellness practice and someone like 300 pounds and could not breathe. I mean, that's not convincing to the patient that like hey you walk the talk like i understand the journey is challenging but you are practicing it every day mm -hmm. and you know how challenging it is so you have some empathy to your patient yeah right yeah well, no i love that gosh i'm taking so many notes we have, <laughs> we have, a question. yeah we have a question yes. um, for hiring non-dental background for a receptionist what courses or supports do you recommend so we like people in the service industry and what we hire for receptionists, this question is for receptionists, right? Yeah. We actually like to hire people that not in dental field for receptionists because people with outside dental field, especially in service industry, they understand the receptionist is the patient's best friend. Mm -hmm. That's your job descriptions. Hey, we're having you as a receptionist. Your job is a patient's best friend. Know the patient, know their family names, know when their birthday is, know who, like where they go, the community, you know, where they're coming from, who they referral, things like that. And then when they call and say, hey, I need to reschedule, you want to know how to, to handle that rescheduling, when to apply the rescheduling fee or the cancellation fee. So the receptionist person actually ideal to be a non-dental. And of course, they have to understand like, okay, 
this is they come in for their cleaning. This is coming for the treatment. Um, but for me, the best support is actually the in-office training because any other training is going to be very cookie cutter. Mm-hmm. I 100% agree. They have to understand teeth number and they not freak out when they hear mesial distal buckle lingo. So those basic lingo, your team member, especially your assistant, can train them on that. Mm-hmm. Okay. When they're working on the software, that's an opportunity for them to get trained and familiar with the dental terminology. And again, if they work for you, they have to have some training time and some onboarding time. And that's the opportunity to, to you know, have exposure and ask questions and take notes. One of the things, if I train somebody and they don't take notes, that's a no-go for me. If they don't have a notepad and write down things, and we actually provide them on, on the first day on onboarding. We give them a logo, notepad, and a pen. If they don't use that, they don't take note. That's a no-go for me. There's no way you can remember every single thing, especially you are non-dental. So a lot of things that can, can tell you, and you reminded me like, hey, we would like to you take note and go back to it. Um, our team, everyone have a notebook. We have department meeting every week. Monday is a business team. Tuesday is a hygiene team, and then Wednesday is the de- assistant team, and everyone come with their notebook. Everyone come with, I'm basically listening in that meeting. They said, Doc, your schedule book out. This is the, the earliest your restored procedure. This is where we're going to put the emergency. Are you okay with it? This is the number for the month of July. Are you okay with it? And basically, they tell you what's going on in your practice, Right? And they tell you what they're observing. Like, hey, we don't have enough appointment for new patient. What is your strategy here? Yeah. Raising the fee, right? Adding more new patient appointment. What are you doing, right? So they telling you what um, I would say pain point they experience on their on on their customer uh, side, and then the assistant team will tell you what's going on with the patient. Remember, sometimes you see the see the patient on the schedule and then the crown not there. That's never ever happened in my practice when you follow the 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 protocol is. Every single person that get the lab case sent out will have to go into the lab books and then get color coded when it's sent out, when it received, when it quality check, and when it's scheduled. So if I know the patient on the schedule, I know all of that was done, right? So the system have to have time to do that. The system have to have questions for you to do that. And so I want to make sure that I have my 15 minutes with them once a, once a week for each department, and that make the biggest change in the practice. It make things Just a lot 15 minutes. Just 15 minutes. Right before morning hodo. Our morning hodo is at 8.30. And I usually meet up with them at 8.15. They already have the list of the things to share. They already say, hey, we, last week we're seeing, you know, this many patients. And my schedule, I see about two, three patients a day. So for our system, that's not a lot for them. But their job is follow-up the next day with a text message. Dr. Katie asked me to, to reach out to you. Always me asking them on the text. It's never like, hey, I'm calling to checking on you. No, Dr. Ashley asked me to check on you because that's why I'm VIP. That's why I'm special. So the verbiage had to be, you know, stick to the recipe. And then they also report it on our lab cases. You know, anything that they see, they have a chance to have FaceTime, FaceTime with me in person because the team would just go, 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 go. You never have a time to regroup. And a lot of time morning huddle is like the day strategy. They don't have time to tell you like, hey, this is what I'm running into last week, right? So you empower the team by give them the voice and you'll be amazed what they can do for you. I'm actually this month in June, I work nine days. And we hit the goal two days ago. 
<laughs> you know? Oh. So, and our goals is, is, is outrageous. I, I'm like a little bit, bit bold when I'm kind of challenging them. I say, hey guys, I work less, but let's see what we can do. So last month of uh, May, my production per hour was 1700 per hours. And we transparent. We show you our schedule. We show you our number. Our broken appointment for hygiene is five and for me is zero. There's no broken appointment because there's no appointment to be broken. So my business team know if something fall off the schedule, everyone on, on it to fill it. Yeah. Because that's a priority. If I lose that appointment, I'm never going to get that, that appointment back. Right. I get that time slot back. Now, Katie, your, your office wasn't always like this. Like no. You had, <laughs> you had oh you just walked through your experience before because you had an associate, right? And then how yes, was that experience? A lot of things. I was a PPO practice when I purchased um, the practice in 2015. I was thinking set up for PPO. You get a lot of patient and that's how you're going to be a million dollar practice. And when we become a million dollar practice, I was exhausted and I see the write off. I'm like, I don't really have a million dollars collection. It's like, yeah, it's your production, but then you write off and then you fight with insurance and patient upset. Yeah. So that moment I said, you know what? We're going to go fee for service in 2018. We go fee for service. But you know what the struggle is at that time? You don't have the system in place for, for evergreen referral. You rely on the worth of mouth. You rely on that, oh, patient going to love us. But it takes them sometimes six to 12 months to realize when you drop that they want to come back. And sometimes they're so embarrassed they don't want to come back, right? And they do drop Delta and they're like, oh, my gosh, they, I'm going to go try out the Delta provider. And then they realize that you're the best care. You, you, know, you treat them with, with, with integrity and kindness. And so for us, that's when I also got sick with um, mercury toxicity. That's when I said, you know what? I don't care. I either quit dentistry or do this, do, do this right. So we're implementing the wellness and that just take off. People were looking for that kind of dentistry and they could not find it anywhere. So when we talk about, hey, we're going to do mercury, say we do ozone, people actually rushing cell practice. And, and, then, and then COVID hit. And we have all the equipment for COVID. We have the extra oral suction. We have the N95 already. Like, so one thing after the other, I can tell it's like unique events in your life and, you know, in your timeline, they're all there for you. Mm -hmm. I would not be able to see that through when it happened. But then when, after I look back, I said, oh my God, the timing, which is perfect, mm -hmm. right? When we dropped the insurance, we thought, you know, Full mouth dentistry, comprehensive dentistry will be the key. But then we noticed that that's also competition. There's a lot of people doing the same thing. But the wellness dentistry piece is like a blue ocean, right? Everyone's swimming in the red ocean. Everyone's fighting for the same fish. But when you go to blue ocean, there's no one swimming around you, just you. And you can make whatever changes in the demand you want because there's the higher demand than supply yeah. over there. I think also when when you hear of wellness dentistry, I think a lot of a lot of dentists have a stereotypical mm -hmm. avatar of what that patient is going to be, and they are like they think that they're going to be like loony, right? Yeah. What are, what are you finding with with your wellness patients? Are they are they sane? <laughs> are, are they dealing with like high maintenance? 
You cannot, you cannot say that you'll never get crazy people because some people get crazy later on. They can be very reasonable and kind and polite on the phone. So they pass the first test, which is our phone call with our wellness concierge person, which is Lauren. If you pass Lauren, you will get an appointment and you have to pay to get an appointment. So you pass that round, the interview on the phone and the payment, you get on the schedule. Then when you get on the schedule, you have to pass our assistant screening. And they're going to talk to you for an hour, an hour, 15 minutes, and they can tell you crazy or not, you're rude or not. Because sometimes patients very kind to you as a dentist, but very rude to the team members. But they don't understand that the moment they walk in our practice, they're already being evaluated. Do they have the right patient for our practice? And then the moment I walk in, of course, I talk to them, I can tell, oh, they're looking for the one pill wonder. I'm not be that person, Right. So I think the most important thing to avoid, even you do cosmetic dentistry, you can see red flag people, right? So the number one that you, you want to do is make sure that you ask enough questions and you stick with your protocol. If the patient questioning your protocol and say, no, I don't want to do this, I don't want to do that, then that's a red flag right there. But there's a reason why that protocol is there. Mm. We do saliva testing on our new patient. And the moment the patient says, I don't want saliva testing, I just want you to clean my teeth, Boom, do not schedule a show in the paper. We check them out, we're very kind to them, but we're never gonna give them the next appointment. Yeah. But it doesn't belong to our protocol. And they don't understand that, so. I love how like, you're no nonsense. Like, no. <laughs> we, we, have a, we have some questions for you. So the first one mm -hmm. is, what's your thoughts on dental concierge coaching? Is that a is that a dental concierge coaching? Is that a service or is that a type? I I never heard of it, or maybe I I don't remember that. Um, but to me, everyone need a coach. I have coached in an inside practice, outside practice, dental, non dental. You always learn from the coach. The beautiful thing about the coach is the coach always have the gift for you. It's that the knowledge and the talent, right? At one point, you're gonna grow to the point that oh, that coach already have everything to offer, and it's time to move on to a new coach. Yeah. So people are thinking like, oh, I just had to stick to the same coach for 20 years. No, you may outgrow your coach in a year or in five years, or you may see that, oh, I need help with a different area in my career and my practice, then you hire the right coach for it. So I think there's a stigma in dental field where coaching kind of sounds like expensive and there's no return on investment. It's because people expect the coach to do things for them. Mm -hmm. um, I just talked about this recently. I said there's a difference between a consultant a coach and a therapist. A consultant, you hire them to solve a problem. You say, hey, I want to get out of you know, insurance. I want a job plan. Can you evaluate this? Yeah, they come and do that. They ask for information. Then they make a suggestion strategy for you. Hey, drop this first and drop this second. Say this to the patient, say that to the patient. And they're done. You pay for the service, they out. Mm -hmm. right. They follow up and then that's it. A coach is focused on the future. They tell a coach, hey, my life sucks. I'm stressed out all the time. I want to have a peaceful, happy life. I want to have joy in my, my work. So the coach is going to work that with you, and that's on you. But then that's mean the future you. They're not going to talk about the past. They're not going to tell you what to do. They're going to challenge you. And a coach is being paid to push you to do things that you were not doing before. That's why the dental fitness coach, right? You pay for them, and they tell you, push that, right? They pay you. You pay them to push them, push you to do the work. And then when you've done the work, you're like, I would not do that without my coach that's yelling, screaming at me, right? So that's a coach. 
Now, a lot of people have so many issues, either trauma from the past or, you know, things that they, I would say the stigma, oh yeah, team always lead me. Why train them? Oh yes, courses, dental CE doesn't work. Like anything that they stuck in the past, they need to work with a therapist. Well, like, I cannot trust anyone because I've been cheated before, work with a therapist. So a lot of doctor um, thinking that they get a coach and they will go where they go. The coach cannot get you to where you want to go unless you're ready and you're doing the things that they tell you or they, they challenge you to do. So for me, you always want those to, to, to really clarify who you need in your life right now. And it's okay to work with someone for a little bit and move on. Or it's okay if you really like that coach and work for a long time, that's fine too. But you have to see your progress. I would not get here today without my coaches and my consultants and my therapists. I have all three. <laughs> so, and that's so why I love your retreat. You talk about wellness, not just in dentistry, but in you know our life and prevent burnout. I know Kai Stanley's coming. Oh my God, that yeah. worth the ticket. Yeah, because more than worth the ticket. Exactly, because in order to see him, you go have to go to UK. He have his conference there. Yeah, he doesn't do conference in the US often. So I mean, you get a chance to see Kyle Stanley. Like you gotta go now. You know, <laughs> like buy the ticket now. So yeah, every time you go somewhere, you learn something. It's just that people expecting like the the one thing that's gonna change the career is never gonna be the one thing. Yeah, yeah, never no, be the one team member or one person. Absolutely. And it, I mean, this is why I love Katie, because you are not afraid to invest in yourself. Like, obviously, it, it takes money to make money. Like, you didn't take your PPO practice to now working 17 and a half hours a week mm -hmm. and hitting your monthly goals in like a couple days. Like, that's nuts. You just sold a $91,000 case and your people, your patients are, are traveling from far away to see you. You are like that blue ocean strategy. You've nailed it. And, um, and Katie is the perfect example of, of the mastermind and the retreat. Like it, if you're always reading the same Facebook threads about like how to cut costs here, how to cut costs there. You're what is the saying? You're you're stepping over a twenty to pick up a dollar bill or something like that. I totally butchered that. I'm really bad at something like that. But you guys get it. Like sometimes you have to get out of your comfort zone. You have to physically remove yourself from your practice, remove yourself from your life. And then be in the same room with Katie, be in the same room with Kyle Stanley, who lectures internationally, be in the same room with so many other like-minded docs who just are pushing boundaries. Like that is, that is what it's all about. Like we all, like you can cut an MOD in your sleep, but <laughs> is that really what you want to do for the rest of your, your days? I know I don't want to do that even now. Like I want that at all. Um, so no, I'm, I'm so, I'm so thankful for you, Katie. Like you're such a force and you're so inspirational in how you're, you've set up your life, like your boundaries. You're very clear on, you know, I am not going to work past this hour. I am not going to see patients more than 17 and a half hours a week. 
on Mondays and Wednesdays. I have 15 minutes and you guys are going to tell me how our practice is doing. Yeah. And you know, we're always growing and the bottom of the barrel, you guys, bye-bye. Like, yeah. you know exactly what you're worth. I was just listening to a podcast with Jamie um, Kern Lima. Oh, believe it. The book is so good. So good. So good. I first, like, um, she did a keynote speech with um, Tony Robbins. Mm -hmm. I am, like, bawling my eyes out. But I just listened to her on the Ed Milet um, podcast. um, She has a new book coming out. And it's basically, there's a very big difference about self-confidence and self-worth. And um, no matter how much you think you are, are good at, you will only rise to the level of what you truly believe you are worth. That's right. And, um, and you know your worth, dang it, you know it. I love that. Yeah. You are, you're a force. Oh my God, I see Jamie in person three times already. And she's amazing. And every time I see her, she makes me cry. <laughs> Every time. She's so good. She's yeah. so good. And I want to ask you, I know we're going off topic, but you know, that's what I do. Um, you're part of Brendan Burchard's. Mm-hmm. Are you a part of his? Like, does he have a mastermind too? Yes, I'm a part of his mastermind. We meet together once a month in LA. Believe it. I'm flying 24 hours. So I pick a 7 a.m. flight, get out to LA, get some lunch with friend, go to mastermind with him. Flying back 11.55 the same day. Oh go land at 6 a.m., go to work at 8. You are crazy. <laughs> the most- I don't want to sacrifice the time with my kid. I said, you know yeah. what? I can be away for 24 hours. Okay. But it's worth it because once a month, it's an amazing mastermind. And by the way, there's no dental professional in there. It's so refreshing. Because you uh-huh. go and you hear people say, don't do this, don't do that, right? But you go to see people that coming from all different. And by the way, Ashley, it's so inspiring when you you see somebody in their thirty teaching, you know, people how to be financial. I would say retirement and make a million dollars in a year. Teaching online, and you be like dentist over here. Oh, I'm so afraid dropping PPO. I'm so afraid of patients upset. I'm so afraid of one star review. Freaking patients. Right. I mean, we are so stuck and we're yeah. so unhappy yeah. and I want to be doing this dentistry happily yeah. and healthy. I don't yeah. want to like, retire 67 and my body break down, yeah. you know, and then I look at my family and I was like, oh, I miss all my kid events. Right. I didn't spend enough time with them. I look at my husband like, who is this person? <laughs> right. I mean, you see that around you. Like, you see people that have money, but they're so unhappy. And you see a lot of dentists are just breaking their family or their health for the practice and the patient not even appreciate and the team not even appreciate them. Right. And by the way, I can tell you, I don't care if the patient appreciate me or not because I'm doing this no matter what. Mm-hmm. I'm doing this no matter they appreciate me or not because that's my purpose. That's my calling. If they on it, they stay on the bus. If they're not on it, they won't be there next year, Right. That's all it is. It's a journey. And so I think a lot of dentists take it so personal. I see post people like, oh, it's my birthday. My team don't celebrate. That's not their job. There's no job description saying, let's celebrate the boss birthday, right? But for me, the best way to appreciate me is taking care of my practice, to care of my team, and grow. 
Mm-hmm. We're all going to grow because if we don't grow, we die. Yeah. When you get, my whole team went to Brendan Bouchard event in April, mm. Austin, and they came back and you know what? They motivate themselves. I don't have to do anything. They get their life together. They work out. They did, they did that before, but when they go to those events, the personal development event, and I know there's a question, say any advice for students to do an undergrad to improving their skill? For me, it's like read book and invest in personal development. Yeah. I think dentists, the reason we're so unhappy because yeah. our mindset is all screw up. Mm-hmm. We are looking for a problem. Yeah. We all can teach, you know, be a clinician and so not a business person. And we don't even know how to be happy and what makes us happy. We think the perfect class two filling, the margin of the crown is making us happy. No, it's not, you know, so. <laughs> no. And, you know, for me, that's like an eye-opening when you surround yourself with people that understand personal development and they motivate themselves. There's yeah. no money that can pay people to motivate. You motivate them. You just have to get them to the water. And the one that drink it will definitely be a superstar and the one doesn't, and you just know that they won't be there next year. Right, right, absolutely. We have, um, okay, we'll wrap up. This is the last question. Um, opening a practice in four weeks' time, what's the best marketing offers? Or what's the best, yeah, marketing offers. Well, what marketing offers do you recommend? Someone told me to offer sensor toothbrush for the first 50 patients. Yeah, so marketing is such a big thing. So first of all, if you four weeks time, I hope you already start ground marketing. Yeah. And if you don't know what ground marketing is, talk to Michael. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because for me, it's like when I first took this practice over in 2015, I was like, oh, do I have? And that's the big mistake I do. Number one is sign up for a lot of plans because I thought that's the best way to get patient. But you get the wrong patient. You get patient that only do what insurance say. You get the patient that like, I'll do that next year. Right. So so first of all, if you open in four weeks, I hope that you already know all the business around you. And I'm not talking about dental business. I'm talking about every business around you. I hope that you already enjoy some of the local networking. And if you're uncomfortable with being in a public space, get used to it. This is what you sign up for. You sign up for to open a practice, open a business. And if you're not comfortable talking or introduce yourselves or get your name out there, you have to get yourself doing that. Get over it, right? So if you open in four weeks, I make sure that I get all the ground marketing in place because the ground marketing is relationship. Yeah. Like I tell everyone, including my coaching clients, that these days being outstanding is so easy because everyone being processed and you actually serve somebody, they recognize and, and notice you right away. Mm-hmm. So you walk into the, the say a, a bakery and you're like, hey, you know, I'm Dr. Ashley. I'm open in four weeks. Um, I just want to make sure that if I'm going to get a patient a birthday cake or a birthday cupcake, I want to get it from you. How do I bring more patients that come to my practice to you? Like grow them because who doesn't want more customer? Right. You don't go in there and say, hey, I'm open in four weeks. Can you refer to me? Yeah. Why? Why do I refer to you? I don't even know if you're a good dentist or not. <laughs> right. <laughs> so so networking and try to how to give to the other business, how to collaborate. One of the tricks that we do is we get an Instagram group together with all the local business. And I know you do that too. Like, hey, the wine here, the massage here, right? You elevate them and then they talk about you and the community. A lot of dentists kind of forget the game of social media is not to impress the other dentists, to get more patient, right? So if you are getting more patient in your area, you need to focus on your community first. 
you focus on your community and the, the people that get you is another is other small business owner because they're hustling just like you yeah. so i would network with them i would let them know i'm here open in four weeks i would like to refer customer and business to them how do i get that you know how do i get their information how to connect with them and of course make the the networking in the in the group for the offer i would say the 150 dollars sense of toothbrush is quite expensive right go big or go home baby if you're thinking 150 time 150 dollars times 50 well that's a seven thousand five hundred right you can do a big raffle giveaway mm-hmm. right or you can giving like hey um get a scholarship for kids starting college whatever you want to do something good something yeah. good to your house something good for the community people actually will talk about it if you give away like 2,500 scholarship for three students, I'll guarantee you the community will talk about it. Mm. Oh, I love I'd rather do that than give 150 cents of toothbrush to someone already have the toothbrush. Yeah, no, that's so good. Yeah. Yeah. So, so make good. people talk about you, okay? Make people talk about you and how to help other business because they will help you to grow too. Aw, Katie, you're always so amazing. Mm-hmm. This is why I'm so excited. For you to come to Sonoma again, you guys, yes. join us in join us in Sonoma. Hang out with us. Um, be one of the five, and you can come to our in person mastermind because there is nothing that is going to replace a mastermind. It really is. And guys, Ashley was right because in the mastermind, there's no limit. You can you get access to us. You can access anything. And honestly, every time I see Mastermind member at a CE person event, I was like, I know you, I see you every month. This is amazing. I love that. So guys, this is the relationship that money cannot pay for. Yeah. You got to have people like-minded, people like Ashley and and Collins and the doctors in the group. And I guarantee you, the money you spend, you're like, man, I wish I enjoyed that last year. Mm. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Katie Toe. You're always amazing. Um, yes, no, come hang out with us guys. And, um, thank you again for your time and give Bailey and Apple both hugs and kisses from us until Barry said hi too. And hopefully we'll be there in November. I mean, next week, November. Yes. He better be there. Yeah. I told him he had to come and do TikTok for us. (laughs) Yes. Let's do it. <laughs> I know. Let's do it. It's fun. It's fun. Hey, you may not come for wellness dentistry. You may come for the, the TikTok. The, <laughs> the you YouTuber, go. right? <laughs> there you go. I love it. Yeah. I love it. No. Okay. Thanks, guys, for hanging out with us. Um. Yeah. Tune in next Thursday. We'll have who? You're gone next Thursday. Oh, not next Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Happy 4th of July. Yes. Happy 4th of July. And then we'll see you in two weeks. Yes. Okay. And come to the mastermind if you want to ask me more questions. Yes. 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 All right. Thank you. <laughs> Bye, everyone.